You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Ready. Hey, Well Read Baddies, welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. I also just realized we're matching again. We love (laughs) the fall tone. We do. Listen, this fall, I said brown. Brown and nudes. Yeah. That color palette. I love a brown. Brown. And on brown skin, on melanin. Brown skin. Girl. (laughs) She mentions that song in here. Who? Oh, Phoebe's. She mentioned Indiari. Uh, I was like, did she? You're right, Indiari. I literally in this essay. Um, okay, shout out corner. Follow us everywhere at She Will Red. Subscribe to our YouTube. Leave comments. And also support us through our affiliate links and partner discounts. They are now gift cards at Bookshop. They didn't have them before. Really? Yeah, so now you can get somebody a Bookshop gift card. Aw, wait. That's fire. Right. And with the holidays coming, not this being a low-key ad, but... That's the only gift card I would really do, I think. Like, gift cards, like, in general? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not big on gift cards. I do Mm. like receiving them, but I, like, never give them, really. Mm, I got you. But I could see myself doing a bookshop A bookshop gift card? That feels good. (laughs) Period. Okay. Mm. Um, So, yeah, give your favorite book reader a bookshop gift card. And use our link... To buy said book. So then we get a percentage and everybody's everybody happy. Everybody wins. Merry Christmas. And to all a good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, coffee break. Uh, this first one's you. And I said, I don't I don't know what this is. <laughs> okay. I've never used this before, but it's called Z Library. Okay. I meant to do more research before I got on here and talked about it. <laughs> All right. And here we are. Disclaimer. So Z Library got shut down because Mm. somebody on TikTok made it blow up and go viral. Mm -hmm. And apparently you could listen to free audiobooks on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like this like low key people knew about it, but like not that many people knew about it. Yeah. So some young person was like. Well, I'm just going to share this because, you know, I not feel gatekeeping. Like we love to not gatekeep as a Gen Z. Yeah. But then the website got literally shut down and isn't coming back. Because Wait, was it like one, two, three movies or something? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. it was illegal. It, it was a little bit e- illegal. Um, <laughs> but it just made me think about like some things shouldn't be, shouldn't, something should be gatekeep. <laughs> Because, like, they're doing service, a good service, in a way. Yeah. It's just kind of Robin Hood-ish. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. I could get behind that. Because not everyone, like, if you're a student, maybe you can't afford to buy every single audiobook or rent it or, you know what I mean? But then my argument would be libraries are free. Yeah, you could rent it from a library. (laughs) But, um... Like, literally, when you were talking about this, it was like, oh, the like, the Libby app. Yeah, <laughs> Where it's literally except the same I thing. guess not. Except I guess not. Yeah, illegal. No, yeah, it was, <laughs> the illegal it Libby app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was illegal. <laughs> it was the uh, yeah, the black market audiobook Yikes. situation. So anyway, it got shut down. So, um, please use our Libro FM <laughs> affiliate link to get your first Period. free audiobook I think on you get- us. I think you get like two of them actually. Oh, yeah. you have to, well, okay, it's, it's not on. We don't us. have to talk about that. Disclaimer <laughs> alert: You have to buy the membership for fourteen ninety nine a month, but then you get credits, I believe, for two audiobooks. So okay. you know, kind of balances know. it out at that point. Yeah, yeah, so, I feel like it's fair. I yeah. think, but also I look so. into Libby if you're interested in like right. renting audiobooks. But I yeah. guess if you want to keep the audiobook, it's yeah. like. That's probably what Z Library was doing. Probably. Like that was probably the difference. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Um, Z Library. 
I wanted to talk. Oh, oh sorry. Go, go ahead. up. I was just going to say Twitter was upset. <laughs> As they are. I was like, I didn't even know this existed. Like, I, I, I missed the whole wave. The whole exactly. thing. You caught the after wave. I didn't even get the viral part. I, yeah, I caught it on the... I, anyway. Go um, on. <laughs> I was just going to talk about the midterm elections just like really fast. As you should. Nothing too deep. Okay. But only because... Why? Ooh. I saw a report that about 80 million Americans did not vote in the oh. midterms. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been seeing some statistics. It was just the number for me. It was a lot, and a lot of people were registered. Right. So it's kind but of funny. It's like t- a twofold thing. It's like, I'm upset for many different reasons. Yeah. One, because right. there's like institutional reasons for that, where it's like, if you think mm. about it, you only have that one day to go do it from seven to seven. Well, you know, here it's seven to seven, but other places it's different times. But like, you still have to go to work. It's the middle of the week. Yeah. Like with people with kids and like all these other things that I think about, I'm like, Oh, well, like, I could understand. It's like you go, you have to get up early, you can't make it to, and you can't wait in those lines and all the things. So it's like understandable. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, okay, well, let's make this more accessible because it's, it's such a foundational thing where you're like, no shit. Like, why do we have voting for two days? Yeah. Or make it to yeah. where. Or like, on the freaking weekend or it's a federal holiday so then more people are off for sure it needs to be but it also should be paid too right a paid federal holiday yeah exactly so it's our democracy which we're supposedly built on supposedly so why is it legal and fair because if it's not taken seriously from the top then like why should we take it seriously yeah it's like anyway it was just sad to see the people that lost and that yeah. put in a lot of work, especially in like Georgia Stacey! and Texas. Stacey! Yeah, because they were. I was hoping we could flip the states. Uh, but it, and I'm not gonna get on to all of the analytics, even though. Oh my gosh, do you want? Do you? I think he's on MSNBC. Steve Kornacki? No. Oh my, he he only comes around during elections. <laughs> And he's like the data guy. Ooh. He's like got the board. He's got the the numbers. The percentage. Not the grass. I love the corn. It's called like the Kornacki cam. I love him. <laughs> he his, he gets me so cam. excited when it's election time. I like purposely watch just for him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, he so. came in and he was like, "Look, this is what we got." <laughs> so shout out to Steve Kornacki. I love you. Um, I see. Yes, but and like. By the time this airs, there still probably will be a lot of races that are uncalled or too I didn't close even to think call. About that, but yeah, yeah, they right. were like it could take weeks or months for us to find out because it was just an overwhelming amount of, which is good, it's an overwhelming amount of people who voted, but it's still eighty million who did not. What would they do if everyone actually showed up? They'd be like, "This is unprecedented." <laughs> we would be like, "Y'all care about this shit, really? For real?" <laughs> Like damn, okay, we gotta hire some more counters. Yeah, at that point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fix some shit. I to think make some that shit happen. needs to be fixed. Anyways, right, right, yeah, no, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's just it's very interesting to watch. And we had our first Gen Z person voted into the house, which was a really big deal. He's twenty five. He's in Florida. Really? Mm-hmm. I forgot oh. his name, but I'll link it in the show notes. So shout out to him. Congratulations. 25? 25. You're going to be ready for the presidency soon. Come on now. <laughs> Period. But I saw this TikTok from MSNBC, and it was all of these reporters. They were talking about him, saying how great it is and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were also kind of belittling him, in oh. a sense, too. I'll, I'll try to young. find it and link it. They were just like, this kid. Like, they called him a kid when it's like. 25 ain't no kid. If you're paying bills. Yeah. Like, you are not a child. I don't even feel, I know we say young people are like 18 people, 18 years old is like young, but you're able to go in the military. I feel like if you're able to be, um, you know, whatever, what is that called? Like when you're drafted? Drafted. Mm-hmm. If you're able to be drafted, I feel like you should be respected as an adult. Yeah. In society. Yeah. I think the, the also the issue is that there's so many of these old people in Congress I'm still so who weak. keep getting voted in mm-hmm. to where it's like this, like they will look at you at like, you're basically a child compared to these 80 year olds that are still in Congress. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, let's not, it was just the language they used and I even saw it in the comments too. Everybody picked up on it like, um, give this kid his respect. That kid, 
Whoa. Give this man the I'm, respect I, he deserves. Yeah, I'm saying kid because I'm like, they said kid. So, like, kid is on the mind. But yeah. Like, give this man the respect he deserves. And yeah, he's this, like, what is uh, it, senator? No, he's a he's in the House of Representatives. But, like, period. That's give one step from a senator. House, sir. The respect <laughs> he deserves. I'm so weak. Um, but, yeah, so if you are not registered to vote, still register to vote, even though we don't have any elections coming up in, like, the near, near might future. Well. But might as well. Get prepared. Might get ready well. for 2024. Yeah. Because there's rumors that Trump early. is running. And apparently Joe is running until further notice. So yeah, yeah, it's going to it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be a part two. Oh, it's going to be a lot. All right. Moving on. True. Okay. We got a comment on one of our TikToks. Oh. The one where the clip I had of you talking about how black men, black men deserve their flowers and we mm-hmm. should treat them with more respect while they're here. Mm-hmm. And a black man left a comment on the TikTok, and I'm going to read it real quick. Okay. It says, thanks, but black men as a whole need to treat black women better. Dumb and manipulative black men makes it hard for us who actually need help. Damn. He said. <laughs> he, he, said said, he said, thanks, but we are the problem. <laughs> Wow. But that's how we know you're different. But also too that I think both can be true. Yeah. And I that's agree. and that's what I responded back to him. I was like, you know, period. <laughs> but like let's not categorize all black men like that because that's the that's another mm-hmm. problem. It's like the one for the whole when that's not the case. Yeah. Um so I don't I and I don't think he was saying like we, we don't deserve help, but he's like but we've got to I think his message was we've we got to do better we've got to do better too. on the black man side right right but i think those two issues are completely different i feel like we help each other so yeah. if we help well i don't know I'm some just do. thinking about like how black women are the most educated and black men are the least True. so it's like I'm, i want to say if you help black women you're helping black men but but black men can help us with you know our more love and like personal growth yes. and all of those things. That's true. There's like I feel like As there's other areas that they fit into our life. I mean you know partnership like two people coming together. Yeah, you gotta each one bring something different and special to the table. That's true. And you mesh it and it's love and it's lovely. Love. <laughs> we love love. Yeah, this chapter gets into a lot of that. It so. does a lot of love in this chapter. Um, so thank you. You to hit the at name was DK Sun Zero. Thank you for commenting and talking with us. If you would like us to shout out your comments on this podcast, email us at shewellread at gmail.com or leave us a comment on our YouTube, our TikTok, or Instagram, DM us, Twitter, all the things. Yes, actually, shout out to Darnell Walker who left a comment, I believe, and subscribed to our YouTube. Her? Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shout out to Anna, my cousin Anna. So I. Hey, Anna. I'm so weak. I drop Adam, my other cousin, my, his, her brother, off on Thursdays from the bus. Mm-hmm. And they happened to be there at the same time when I was dropping him off. And she was asking me, she's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I have my podcast recording. Da, 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 da. She's like, oh my gosh, I want to be on the show. And I was like, okay. I was like, what, what? you read lately? Right. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what would you talk about? She was like, uh, how much I love you? And I said, you're fired. <laughs> I like immediately like, yeah, you uh-huh. can come. You can come. <laughs> that seems worthy of coming on the show. Right, right. So shout out to Anna. Aw, Anna. <laughs> and this next one's you. Yeah, okay, so I said last episode that I would look into ways to support kind of gun violence and, like, mm-hmm. the black community after the whole takeoff situation, RIP. Yeah. I think it's funerals tomorrow. Oh, is it? I think, I've seen rumors, but I'm not sure if it's 100% true. I think it's been getting kind of washed in all of the midterm conversation. Uh, So mm -hmm. I haven't really seen that for real, real, but I think it is tomorrow. Oh, well, wow. Would you look at the timing? Um, Right. But yeah, so um, I looked up and found Rocket Foundation. Mm. So rocketfoundation.org. And the family of Takeoff asks that um, in lieu of flowers or gifts, that donations should be made to the Rocket Foundation, which was recently established 
to support programs that are saving lives through proven community-based solutions to prevent gun violence. Period. So Love a community solution. Yeah, I thought that was, um, you know, good. There's not too much information on the website, so... Like they, it says they're new, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But if anyone's interested in supporting that cause, period, check it out. Love to hear it. Yeah, period. Hey, y'all! It's Samra. So y'all heard I'm trying to get into audiobooks, right? Libro.fm makes it possible for you to buy audiobooks through your local bookstore, giving you the power to keep your money within your local economy, create jobs, and make a difference within your community. Whether you are paying for a monthly membership, giving an audiobook gift to a friend, or buying audiobooks for yourself or your organization, Libro.fm splits the profits from your purchases with your local bookstore. Use our code SHEWELLREAD for a free audiobook when you start a new monthly Libro.fm membership for $14.99 a month. That's code SHEWELLREAD at Libro.fm. All right, I think that's it. So let's get into the chapter! Yeah! With two episodes left, but we got it. <laughs> We're going to you ready for season four. Sheesh. I know, that was weird saying that. That was weird. Oh, one thing before we jump in. Um, we haven't really talked about this, but I assume this is what we're doing for next season. Kind of the same thing. Audience choice. Okay, period. Uh, Samra just gave me the okay on that. <laughs> so with that being said, if you have any book recommendations that you all want to hear us talk about and dissect on this Bite Size Book Club podcast... Email us at shewellread at gmail.com or DM us on all the things that I've mentioned before. And we will have a poll, probably a Google form like we did last season. Well, yeah. last season to lead to this season to pick this book. So it'll probably be the same thing. And we'll have that linked in our show notes. We'll have it linked in our milkshake. We'll have it linked everywhere. Um, so stay tuned for that. We will probably work on it soon. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So we'll keep y'all posted is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay. So this chapter, 4C essay. Damn. I, you know what? I give up. It's whatever over. whatever comes out. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> oh, okay. 4C girl living in anything but a 4C world. The disrespect. It is very disrespectful. Amen. You know what's crazy? No one talks about this shit. No one talks about this. So I'm glad she did. Right. Um, I have no idea what my hair is. Like 4C, 3B. Like I have zero clue. She Miss- said I'm a 1A. <laughs> well, oh, actually, I do know I am. Like, I, I don't think I'm in the 3, 4 reason. Mm-hmm. Not reason. Region. region. Because region. I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. So my uh, it's like, you, you know. You would be like a maybe like, I don't know. I don't really know anything two. before 3. It's like, it's 1 to 4. Yeah, but so, two is like what wavy. Yeah, so I so, think you would be one. I think I would be one. Like one, I don't know. One something. It's not thin, right? So I wouldn't say it's like a one A, like I said as a joke, but like <laughs> maybe like a one C or yeah, D. I don't know. Is there a D? There's just a three. A, I think ABC. it's A B C. Yeah, A B C one two, three <clears throat> four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> apparently that system was created in the 90s yeah mm-hmm. i thought it's like been around no. but it's relatively recent yeah it's cra- i had done some research on it because my two sisters are natural well all of my sisters are natural but the two sisters i was shopping for they are natural and i was looking for some hair care products for them mm-hmm. and i had to do the whole I, I made them do the water test do you know what that is uh like to see how the porosity is yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not really explain it it's like you take a strand of your hair from like maybe your hairbrush or something oh. and you put it in a bowl or like a cup of water oh. and you see like where it like is it stay at level does it sink a little or does it go all the way to the bottom and that'll tell you what porosity your hair is i've never done that mm-hmm. oh my god wow right all this stuff that i learned doing all this research so wow. there's a lot about natural hair i feel like that we know and we still don't know yeah yeah it's very mixed 
Um, okay, so we start off this chapter. I mean, and the whole the whole thing is just black hair in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe's talking about basically how black women and black <laughs> hair just rule the world and all the facets of it. And she goes and kind of to the history yes. of our hair. Yes. And from, you know, African traditions and cultures of like, and I only found this out in recent years of how they use their hair in like braids to like make maps or like it was a sign of wealth mm. or all these other things. Like I had no idea. Or, and this is really sad, like some slave women would take their children's hair and braid it and they'd put like rice and other mm. grains and food into the ha- braided into the hair, like in case they were separated at auction, like they know their <sighs> child would eat or like have something to eat. That's so, that's like a mother's love. Like, wow. Right. Like the creativity. Mm-hmm. The ingenuity to think of threading. Weaving it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think about, like, us putting beads in our braids or shells in the in our braids. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of these things that are decorative stemmed from, like, real-life stuff that was needed. Right. So it's kind of, like, cool to know the history. Mm-hmm. I love history. We love history on this show. Yeah. Um, I actually, like... Um, so in East Africa, she mentions the fact that like in some parts of Africa, they'll talk about or they'll like braids will explode. Like you can look at a woman and see what part of life she's in or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and how some braids are saved for like a wedding per se or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about how in our culture, when you get married there's like a traditional hairstyle that's done to the bride Mm. for the ceremony that happens i think it's after the wedding or before Mm -hmm. um but to celebrate they like it's kind of like cornrows on the top um and it's like to your scalp and then on the bottom it's just like combed out oh so it's like kind of like yeah, it's like before they, it's like how they'll comb it out before they flat iron your hair. Mm, so yeah, it's, so it's like, like fluffy. And then and... it's fluffy in the back. Oh, so that's So it's like cute. a mullet in a way. And it's so beautiful. And they'll put like gold in the hair mm-hmm. and like they'll put little designs in between. And growing up, it was just like so regal the way these women looked. Yeah. And they'll wear like a cape mm. over their dress and then the man will like have his own attire that he wears. Yeah. But it's just so beautiful how like hair in our culture means like so much like because you're the women who like helped you grow up mm-hmm. will be the ones braiding your hair and they'll yeah. be the ones doing the food and like it's just like this community experience that it's like so full of love and like I said tradition but, and life yeah. yeah yeah it's like celebrating life through yeah. your hair through your hair so that's I just was like wow that's like really fucking cool yeah <laughs> and i love how she mentioned like the state of her hair is like the state of her life which that's real. relatable that's real content like you can tell a black woman like how she's doing <laughs> just by her hair yes the evolution <laughs> the evolution yeah and there's actually a new hair documentary that um oprah's a part of oh. chloe's a part chloe chloe Maybe. bailey yes um gotta have Holly too I think they might. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Uh, Chica. I love Chica. You know, I love Chica. I do love Chica. Tracy Ellis Ross. I was like, why can't I think of, like, her face? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Her face was, like, right there, but I could not say the name. (laughs) But it's on Hulu, and it's called Hair Tales. And I've been, it's on my list to watch. It, like, just came out, I think. Oh, my God. So, and it's just talking about black women and hair and, like, all the things. I have an idea now. I'll tell you after. Burr. Um, also I was thinking about, there was another hair documentary called Good Hair that was in like 2009 that Chris Rock did. Oh really? Yeah. Which it was funny because like the whole controversy of him like making fun of Jada, like the joke about Jada about her hair and he did a whole documentary on black women in their hair. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I'd love to know what that one was a, was like. Cause 2009 was a different time. It was kinda. a different time. It was, I 
remember watching it. I don't remember like the specifics though, but I remember it being educational. Okay. And it all stemmed from his nine-year-old daughter asking about her hair. Oh. And so, it, you know, it was a beautiful thing, but it was just kind of like the irony of the situation. Mm, black men. Yeah. Have mm. we? La- it's like <laughs> it's really like that comment. <laughs> It's like, you're yeah. the problem. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Not them um, fighting on stage. Oh, gosh. The so Will represents something even bigger than just an angry husband. Yeah. He's he's angry for every single black woman who's gotten their hair made fun of. I think Will just also He's like, do you of... know how sensitive this is to black women? And the fact that she has alopecia. I'm fighting for black women. My mom, Willow, she literally has a song about hair, whipping hair. Oh, my gosh, this yeah. This integral to my family and all black <laughs> <laughs> Will also is, he had a lot of shit. So many, no, no, he didn't. No. He didn't. Like, no thought. That was the problem, too. There was no thought. We were actually acting on the motion, like we were talking about last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Those so were levels. literally shots fired, metaphorical, yeah. basically. Metaphorically. But they talked about those shots more than they talk about even the real shots. It was all over the world. Sheesh, all right. So, moving on. <laughs> How can we move on? <laughs> Just cancel. <laughs> Just cut it. Um, but, okay, but she does bring up this 2019 incident that I remember watching the video. I didn't know about this. I didn't. How? I don't know how I missed this one, too. <laughs> it's another case of me coming on the end. I was like, wait. Okay, so for those of you following along, we're on 298. Um, and basically, July of 2019 in California. Uh, be- oh, wait, no, that's not where I want it to be. No, I think you on to something. It's a little further down, but yeah. Okay, but okay, this was another point. I'm going to just hop back and forth that All I right. had made. Uh, in July of 2019, California became one of the first states to pass the Crown Act, which is basically updates the definition of race in the California Fair Employment and Housing Act and the California Education Code to be, and I quote, inclusive of traits historically associated with race, including but not Ooh. limited to hair texture and protective styles, which it's like. I like the way they said that. Right. It's like, yay. But the fact that this was even fucking necessary. Well, yeah. It's ridiculous. No, that's true. But at least they put some protections in place. This is true. Like codifying Roe. Looking at you, Joe. But honestly, what happens in these midterms is going to define all of that. So Ooh, pray up. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. So um, we, we keep we keep doing that. We're like, hmm. well, when I, <laughs> I just had to say that we and in Alabama are not one of the states. Yeah, we suck there. I put it. OK, only 11 states have passed the Crown Act as of the time of that's this disappointing because I just assumed if someone, you know, discriminated against me at work Mm -hmm. i would be protected Mm -hmm. because i heard about the crown act but i thought it was nationwide oh you thought it was a federal thing yeah Mm -hmm. i'm out here with my afro like what y'all gonna do (laughs) you know what i mean i can claim discrimination turns out no Mm. i mean you can claim discrimination but it's not as protected yeah it's the problem okay okay yes which leads to the incident that happened to a six this okay so in 2018 mm-hmm. a 16 year old new jersey high school wrestler his name was andrew johnson he was going up against a white referee who was telling him that his hair was distracting he had locks and basically if he didn't do something about them he would have to forfeit the game which i like how phoebe goes into like all of the emotions and thought that had to go into his decision mm. of literally being like, fine, I'll have to cut off my hair right here and now. All the training, all the work, preparation that this young man has done. Mm. And then the fact that a white trainer on his team was the one to do the cutting with like no sense <laughs> of like PR moment terrible br moment but also like no care in the world of how this boy is gonna look after this cut she's just cutting and just cut which my only sliver yeah my only sliver of like grace is that when you're like they were probably under a clock so she was just like all right if you're gonna do this like let's go but i mean but still it's like it really wasn't her fault it wasn't it wasn't i don't think so either i think it he made the call and he she was like all right let's do it it was on the referee i want to know where that ref is now i know all right i want to know like what 
meet me outside. But exactly. Um, but yeah, so pass the Crown Act. Make it make it a fucking federal thing. Like, Come on, though. Well, if they can barely get the Lynching Act passed. It's a sad world. <laughs> it is a disappointing world. We hate it here. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, damn. Are you kidding me? It just all makes too much sense is the problem. Nah, nah. She's it's like, just, I refuse. <laughs> it's just like, I think people have, like, they don't want to change things if they're already working. And, mm-hmm. like, nobody sees it like, it's not, again, not affecting them. Mm-hmm. So, because I was, I was at the poll, mm-hmm. casting my ballot, mm-hmm. and um, I was listening to the person next to me talking with the person they were doing, filling it out with. It was like an older white man. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the um, amendments to the Alabama Constitution. Oh, there was like freaking 10 of them. There was a lot, but most of them were pretty like not that crazy yeah it was like oh let's change the wording so that it's not racist anymore yeah Yeah, really simple stuff but he basically was like no like i'm not changing it because he was like no i don't want to amend anything he didn't even really take the time to read and that's the problem what it was and maybe he did but it wasn't I, worth amending the constitution that's already in place. So I feel like sometimes people feel like they have to protect this historical document, which I don't. I, I will it never understand that be, shit. It's a constitution. Like there were amendment amendments were created so that you know what I mean. They like, can be changed. It's a living document. Is what I always thought. We were taught in school. Right? That is exactly what we were taught in it school. It was supposed to be changing as we changed as a country. And like, there's just so much that I'm like, if you're gonna take it to that level, like, then you should really think about it from this other perspective mm-hmm. of like, what the four. If that's really where you're at, is like, what did the forefathers want? Then. They wanted it to change too. They right. also didn't want Democrat Republicans split. Like, right. They, they didn't. They didn't want parties. So it's like if we don't care about what you know what I mean. Like yeah. pick a side. I guess is my thing. And and so for me it was such an easy like yes change all of them. Right. Because they were all valid. Mm-hmm. But he's like no 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 no. I was like okay. That's what makes me scared in this country. Like that's the shit that keeps me up at night. Yeah, so it's um it's really interesting and it seems like so much of what black people deal with is really just like making themselves smaller to appease white people Mm -hmm. because they're um what's the word? Intimidated by whether it be our hair, whether it be our bodies, whether it be whatever it is, like it's ghetto when it's done by us and it's shout on and we have to like shave the dreads off. And we have to like take all of the stuff that it means to be black away, mm-hmm. strip it down, make ourselves like smaller, smaller and more digestible and more not scary to them Mm -hmm. and it's like is it a confidence issue because looking at what's going on 297 which is your people creole hey 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 no (laughs) in a good way y'all are taking people's mans oh well well you said y'all people that's it whoa now whoa Uh, now whoa now (laughs) it's never okay to call people y'all people just a warning (laughs) even if you mean it positive start with that (laughs) in a positive way positively i'm saying (laughs) okay missing your point i'm sorry (laughs) yeah okay so there was something that was passed in louisiana the tignon laws am Mm. i saying that right do you know how to say that no idea tignon t-i-g-n-o-n tignon it's French, I think. I believe so. Yeah, Creole. And um, <laughs> yeah, so basically what was happening is that all black women or Creole women mm-hmm. in that part of the country were forced to wear a head wrap mm-hmm. because they were basically becoming too pretty, too... Too out there. 
out there, dressing too nice. Like they were almost fitting in with society too mm. well to the point where the men were looking at them and not the ladies that were the same skin color of them, mm-hmm. which is, you know, normal as a human being to be attracted to other human beings. Right. No matter what skin color you are. Exactly. It seems simple, but <laughs> that's not the case um, in Louisiana. They were like, oh, hell no. Y'all not taking our men. Mm-hmm. So basically started this law um, and they decided that covering their hair would be enough to like make them quote unquote ugly. Knocking again. down a peg, basically. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. y'all getting too cocky. So Right. Let me put let me bring you back a little bit. Yeah, let's let's let you remember where you are. Who you are, what you actually represent mm. to us. To us, exactly, which is nothing. a threat. Mm. All of the above. So I don't think it's nothing. Well, I mean like I think it's so much. Mm. So well, much. Well when I say nothing, I mean like like you mean nothing. Oh, but they do. But they mean a lot, That's right? Why else That's would wild. there be a law about nothing? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so powerful the way that our hair is and the way that it sits and the way that it. We've noticed it in a negative way of like, oh my god, it's too tangly and coarse and kinky it's too thick like that's thick and literally the whole reason with. i got a perm when i was like nine years old was my mom was like this is too much and slapped a perm in my head and it's crazy because i'm an aunt who tells me all the time she's like i wish you would go natural because <laughs> i remember what your hair looked like and it was beautiful and i it's so sad. <laughs> it is. I have dreams of going natural again one day, but I also just don't have the patience for it right now, and it does not fit into my lifestyle. Yeah. So it's not one of those instances, which Phoebe, we're going to get into. She talks about how, like, loving your hair and for what it is and trying not to fit into Eurocentric views. And I know in my heart of hearts, like, that's not what I'm doing. It's literally right. just because, like, it's just a preference. Yeah. I mean, um, you've also only ever had it. A- in your like memory right one way mm-hmm. so it would be a whole different like experience yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's like a process the beginning and it's hard mm-hmm. yeah it's an emotional process too yes which phoebe talks about mm-hmm. hey curly girls samra here i just got my hair done by my stylist and had to share because i feel so good not only that she is a new partner for this season Her name is Kisa Powell, and she is a deaf-friendly hairstylist in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Her passion for bridging the gap between the hearing and deaf community stems from being the child of two deaf adults. Please spread the word and learn more about Kisa on our site under the Partners tab. Book your appointment for a fresh new look today. Not only did she write this book, but she wrote a whole nother book literally called Please Don't Touch My Hair. Right. Which was, I haven't read it. But I haven't read it either. All about her hair, natural hair, mm-hmm. black w- black women, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And how we, you know, relate to our hair, how our self-esteem comes from our hair. And, right. You know, I'm interested to read that now, especially because, I don't know, it's interesting. She's like, I wrote that whole book, thought I had come to this conclusion Mm -hmm. where I was like, I love my hair now. Yeah. But she's like, actually, no. And I, but I love the framework she gives for it, that it's an ever-changing thought mm-hmm. and that it's always evolving. Yeah. And the fact that, and I actually, 305, it's a lot I'm about to say, but I feel like it all needs to be read. Okay. It's the whys that she talks about. And she says, Why? Why don't we discuss what growth and change actually are until we're older and perhaps a bit disillusioned? Furthermore, why do we not openly share this information so others can avoid a similar fate? And why aren't we explaining to kids that working on oneself is a continual and daily recommitment to behaving differently than before? As we know, young people are capable of handling more than what more than we think they can. Therefore, a little heads up is only fair. Because it seems real life, not resembling the fantasy, is where many of us get into trouble. We end up frustrated or self-flagellating when we revert to bad habits, as we'll inevitably do. This pattern of unmanaged expectations leads to a disappointment that could be prevented if we were taught early on that nothing's wrong with us if we don't magically undo decades of learned behavior in one try. 
young people can handle hearing that. And the fact that we're too scared to give it to them straight probably says more about our PTSD from life, not 100% aligning with our dreams, wants, and desires than it does about the fragility of youth. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like it seems simple. And I'm like, Phoebe, please have a kid because your kid would have figured it out. Like your kid would be blessed. So blessed. It's really that simple. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... There's really, like... I feel like people try to give it to you straight, but they end up just either fear-mongering or just being like, everything's going to work out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have to tell you. So, there is a new show. Shout out to Ashley and the whole team at Jamel Hill's Unbothered Network. They just dropped a new show called Sanctified. Okay. And it's these two black women as the hoes, and they talk about basically how purity culture fucked us as black women in a black community. Oh shit! Yeah, and it that gets into really needed. Yeah, and it goes into like the church and like in the first episode, I was literally just listening to it. Um, they have a queer woman come on the show, a black queer woman, and she talks about her experience in the church and how mm. um, she was taught certain things and like being queer in the black community. Period, um, and just all these conversations that, which again is why I love podcasts because that's how we can have a lot of these conversations together as a community. That's true, and I think you know I personally have been a vic- I have been personally victimized by purity culture. Me too. And it's a lot of unlearning, which is like exactly what Phoebe's talking about. So shout out to the whole team at Sanctified. Love the show. I gotta Period. listen. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's a Spotify I'm still a learning girl. Yeah, it's a Spotify original. Okay, so Spotify. you love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Right. Um. Yeah, and she talks about um her being a four C girl herself, kind of like you were saying, and Ooh. how she brings up the Michelle Obama tour again. Yes. And basically how Michelle, mm. like she was the speaker, she was the host, and Michelle had invited her to her room before you know the actual talk was taking place, and she was like, "My hair wasn't finished." Like makeup wasn't done but the big thing was her hair wasn't finished yeah and she talks about this look that we want to give to other people when they see us especially as black women wow about how not even like having your bonnet which is a point that i made like there was that whole monique controversy where she was saying like don't go nowhere with your bonnet on don't go to the airport with your bonnet on da 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 and it's like that black on black judgment, which is what Phoebe's talking about, that we are constantly afraid of, too. It's like it be on folks. Yep. Um, and just how and she even mentions like Michelle's from Chicago. Like she doesn't care. Michelle's not Sadiddy. Like she would have been like, all right. Right. Cool. Come as you are. Like we know what it's like she knows what black hair looks like. Right. She's like, I know you're in the middle of getting ready for my show that you're about to interview me on. Right. Like, understandable. Yeah. But she was just so worried about that. And it wasn't until she had that thought, you know, after the book came out, please don't touch my hair. And when she had this realization, she was like, huh, like, I'm not where I thought I was. And but that's mm. still OK. Yeah. So right. I really like that framework that she built in this essay. I know. I know. We're all trying. But it makes me think about, like, I feel like the grass is always greener mm-hmm. and not to minimize anyone's struggle. But like, I don't know. Eh, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> OK, because I don't want to minimize anyone's struggle. I just feel like, you know, at the same time, everyone has bad moments with their hair. Right. Whether you are 4C or not, Mm -hmm. or 1A, like, we all have moments where, like, God, why can't my hair look like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there have been many times, and she even talked about it in the the essay, that I, you know, saw YouTube style, was like, oh, that looks pretty. I think I can do that. And then you do it, and you're crying in the bathroom at 4 a.m. Like... (laughs) It happens. It's yeah. It's like such. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. I know I've struggled for sure. Like I spent my whole growing up wanting to have straight hair, mm-hmm. and just could not understand how to do my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I just always felt self-conscious about it. It was too big and I was trying to make it smaller. So I like had just begged and begged and begged. Finally got that relaxer. My mom was like, just go and do it, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really want to do it, it's going to make you happy. Even though she was like, I've done it and you don't need to do it. Yeah. But I had to do what I have. I'm just, I learned the hard way. So mm-hmm. of course I did it. Hated it. Liked it for a second, I guess. Yeah. Because it did what I wanted it to do, which mm-hmm. was make my hair long and straight-ish. Right. Ish. Um, but it also, like, killed my hair at mm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I wasn't necessarily taking care of it either. Yeah. Um, like, my... I don't know. I had just never had one before, so I didn't really know how to take care of it. Yeah. And all that to say, it didn't look good after a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to relax it, so I just let it grow out. Mm. So then there were several different textures in my hair. Yeah. And it looked really awkward. And I hated it. And so I was like, okay, I either relax it again and make it straighter mm-hmm. or I chop it all off now before I've damaged it too, too much and just start over and learn how to figure out how to love my hair. Yeah. So I tried that option and it was so short. Yeah. And I, I couldn't remember. deal with it. And that goes to show you like, I don't know, like, why did I care so much about the length of it? Like, is it stemming from it has to be long? Like, I think there's some trauma of, like, wanting long hair because I still am like, why won't my hair grow longer, you know? And I feel like Phoebe talking about how black hair is often made to grow up, not down, Mm -hmm. and how she's got, like, the perspective of... Black hair growing upwards is actually really spiritual because it's going up towards like the heavens. And people have seen it as something beautiful. Yeah, literally your crown. Right. And so hearing her say that, I was like, I guess it doesn't. If it's not supposed to grow down, like can't really force it to grow down. Like if it's going to just grow up and out, like I guess. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) And, like, that's okay. And just because I've been fed so many images of, like, beautiful, luscious, long hair, you know, there are still ways to have that, Mm. even if my hair doesn't naturally grow down. Right. Like, I can get a wig. I can get extensions. Yeah, there's so many options. Yeah. And so just being aware of the options and, like, not shitting on yourself Mm -hmm. and just being like okay like my hair is beautiful regardless but if I want this other style how do I do it protectively how do I do it without ruining what I already have without shaving it off being Mm -hmm. forced to because you hate it um you know I think that like we like you said grace like we all have to give ourselves grace mm-hmm. patience patience because wash days take like she says that's a week days. long marathon <laughs> a <right> marathon <laughs> I feel like I've run a marathon every time it's done and that's why it's never done because I don't like running <laughs> I don't and so Period. yeah um <sighs> But I like that she was like, you know, 4C was often seen as an art piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of like, you can do stuff with 4C hair that no one else can do. Right. So like emphasizing our strengths. Mm -hmm. And the black hair community needs to do a much better job of emphasizing Mm. 4C strengths. Yeah. She literally talks about, you know, the whole natural hair movement and the natural natural hair community and how they have to do a better job of having good representation of 4C hair and not shitting on it. Like black on black judgment coming from within, like cut it out. Yeah. There's no reason not to wear your 4C hair out if it's not done. Mm-hmm. Did that come out right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I it mean, doesn't have to hair. be perfect. And I had to remove that too. Cause sometimes you feel like, like how we st- love to talk about how one black person represents all black people. Mm-hmm. If I go out in sweats, looking crazy in a bonnet, 
what am I saying about black people? Yeah. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's it's like you're feeding into the stereotype, but it it's a stereotype, like it, sh- it as it shouldn't be. Yeah, it's like the fact that it's a stereotype at all is yeah. wrong, and there's nothing wrong with going outside in a bonnet, mm-hmm. in a hat, however you want. Yeah. As long as you're not naked, like... <laughs> Right. Really, this is the least of your concern. Exactly. And the only people that honestly are going to notice are potentially the other black people mm-hmm. who are either like, or I'm making a steak face, <laughs> or hey girl, because they don't care either. Right. And right. I think most young people do not care. Yeah. There are some like traditionalists who are still mm-hmm. around who they're everywhere mm-hmm. in Congress, out on the damn street, judging you. But at a certain point, it's just like, okay, and right, you're not paying my bills. Exactly. So. Crazy. Woo! We went through a lot in this essay. We, I mean, we've circled round and round and round, but it all lands on, love your hair. Please. And be team mind your business. Wait, yes. Hashtag team mind your damn business when it comes to black women's hair. Per. That's going to be... The title of this I like episode, that title. So. I mean, it's like very much the vibes of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to coin something. Okay. I know y'all can hear her flipping through the pages. <laughs> Minor interlude going on here. Curl type intersectionality. Mm, where Be- you at? <laughs> page 326. 26. Because it should not be like... It should not be something where 4C girls are having to defend themselves against 3C hair girls. Mm-hmm. We're 1C we're 1C apart or whatever, letter apart in the chart, and the chart didn't even exist until like the 90s. A few fucking years ago. Yeah. So it really means nothing if you want to go that far. Right. Like it's a label, but like it, use it as you will. Yeah, like either way it's hair and um um, let's see. There was like a part here. Phoebe has been made to feel that she is not worthy, not valuable because of her hair. She's had it drilled into her that not being the mixed or ambiguously black and lacking the aspirational proximity to whiteness is a defect that can never be fixed. And like the fact that the natural hair girls are showcasing a certain type of hair mm-hmm. and not all hair. Right. And we're having to have this next conversation. Mm-hmm. It's giving me like white feminism of mm-hmm. like, oh, we came in and we solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Love yourself. But you're still hiding the parts that you still feel are unsavory, which is like anti the entire movement. Right. So it's just like, I guess, levels to the shit. Yeah, there's always education. levels to the shit. Yeah, there's always levels to it. So no, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, but okay, so that wraps up the book. Oh my God. We are going to, in the next episode, discuss the acknowledgments and what you guys can look forward to going into season four and just what's coming up next for Shoe Ball Red. So Ooh. until then, I'm Alana. I'm Samra. Bye, y'all.